0: The Audacity of Hope by Wanda Lea Brayton To find hope in the midst of despair is a sacred thing born of wings we cannot remember we once had not knowing we will have them again. To wrench joy from the jaws of unthinking. Degradation is a triumph beyond compare. To find solace in the swirling abyss of sorrow is as courageous an act as we might perform. To seek beauty in a massive pile of scattered dreams is cradling a tender innocence that cannot die to find a sanctuary within a crevice of noise is a display of unconscious heroism to create within The rubble of destruction is elaborating upon the tenets of bravery. To have faith when the sky is crashing around you is to demonstrate the strength of being more than merely human. To rise again from the grief that befell you is to succeed in gathering wisdom. To gather wisdom from such agony is a sacred thing born of wings. tank and Huggy Lowdown come in from out of town. They sneak into homes with no sound and they'll take all the food that they found. They pack up the narder and pantry real quick and the owners will find their kitchen up the creek from the fridge They'll take the milk and steak and leaving a pile of garbage in their wake. They can't be stopped. They never tire ending eating up all the food off the fire. Burgers, pizza, and ice cream too. These two bears can never be outdone. Hank, the tank and Huggy low town. What a mess they spread around. Refuse and litter in their wake. They can't stop. For goodness sake. These two bears find a way to eat up all the food that they can lay their paws on and leave a disaster for the homeowners to clean up it's almost like a circus trick someone please put a stop to this send these two bears to the zoo before they make a bigger mess in someone's home that's what we have to pursue
1: yes we did of the ocean that brought the sun to my people I know you wished me to spare the life of the scientist and now you see what I have to protect.
2: a stunning rebuke of the city's police department, detailing what he believes is a troubling pattern of racial bias and constitutional rights violations. This conduct is unacceptable. It is heartbreaking. The attorney general visibly impacted by a DOJ investigation, finding systemic abuse against the city's black residents, including the disproportionate use
1: of excessive force. Some officers have demonstrated disrespect for the people they are sworn to protect. Some have via videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from their cars, insulted people with disabilities, and called black people monkeys, animal, and boy. Justice Department's two-year probe
2: launched after the 2020 police shooting death of Breonna Taylor during a botched raid. For emergency, I don't know what happened. Somebody kicked in the door inside my girlfriend. Louisville Metro PD executing a so-called no-knock warrant, killing Taylor, who had no connection to the alleged crime they were investigating.
0: That it took this to even have somebody look into this department.
2: It's a, I don't know. Today's report finding more than sixty percent of no-knock search warrants and forced entries into buildings. Involve black people. The alarming findings come as the Department of Justice announces they're opening a separate review into the Memphis Police Department after the horrific beating death of Tyree Nichols earlier this year. God! God, I didn't do the five officers charged in Nichols's death were members of the now deactivated Scorpion unit, formed to patrol high crime hotspots. The DOJ now examining the use of specialized units like Scorpion than law enforcement
3: across the country. And Pierre Thomas with us live tonight, Pierre. The Justice Department says it's going to review the Memphis Police Department, as you reported right there, but I did want to get back to Louisville tonight and these findings, because there have been alarming findings there before. But did the Justice Department say today how it expects a change this time around?
2: David, the hope is that the city will agree to a consent decree mandating changes that would be enforced by a federal judge. But David, in light of such damning allegations it will take not only a change in training and culture, it will take time to build trust, especially in the black community. David Pierre Thomas leading us off tonight. Pierre, thank you.
1: General, I announced that the Justice Department had opened a civil investigation into the Louisville-Jefferson County Metro government and the Louisville Metro Police Department. Our investigation sought to determine whether those entities engage in a pattern or practice of violations of the Constitution or federal law. I'm here today to announce the findings of that investigation. I am also announcing that the Justice Department, Louisville Metro, and LMPD have agreed in principle to negotiate toward a consent decree. Here with me from the Justice Department, are Associate Attorney General, Vanita Gupta, and Assistant Attorney General, Kristen Clark, who is in charge of our Civil Rights Division. I also want to acknowledge Mayor Greenberg, Council President Winkler, and Interim Chief of Police, Gwen Villaroyal. Thank you for joining us today. In 2020, LMPD officers shot and killed Rihanna Taylor in her own home in the middle of the night. The officers were executing a search warrant but found no evidence of any crime. In a separate criminal case, we have charged that officers involved in obtaining the warrant knew that the affidavit that supported the warrant contained false and misleading information. Ms. Taylor's death but immeasurable pain, both to her family and to this community. In April 2021, our Civil Rights Division opened the Pattern of Practice investigation that I've just referenced. Shortly after we opened the investigation, an LMPD leader told the department, Brianna Taylor was a symptom of problems that we have had for years. The Justice Department's findings in the report we that we are releasing today bear that out the department has concluded that there is reasonable cause to believe that louisville metro and lmpd engaged in a pattern or practice of conduct that violates the first and fourth amendments of the constitution there is also reasonable cause to believe that they engage in conduct that violates title six VI of the civil rights act of 1964 the safe streets act and the americans Disabilities Act. Specifically, the report finds that LMPD uses excessive force, including unjustified neck restraints and the unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers, conducts searches based on invalid warrants, unlawfully executes warrants without knocking and announcing, unlawfully stops, searches, detains, and arrests lawfully discriminates against black people in enforcement activities, violates the rights of people engaged in protected speech, critical of policing, and, along with Louisville Metro, discriminates against people with behavioral health disabilities when responding to them in crisis. The Justice Department has also identified deficiencies in LMPD's response to and investigation of Domestic violence and sexual assault. LMPD has relied heavily on pretextual traffic stops in black neighborhoods. In these stops, officers use the pretense of making a stop from minor traffic offense in order to investigate for other crimes. Some officers have demonstrated disrespect for the people they are sworn to protect. Some have via- videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from their cars, insulted people with disabilities, and called black people monkeys, animal, and boy. This conduct is unacceptable. It is heartbreaking. It erodes the community trust necessary for effective policing, and it is an affront to the vast majority of officers who put their lives on the line every day to serve Louisville with honor. And it is an affront to the people of Louisville who deserve better. As the report states, most Metro employees and LMPD officers are dedicated public servants who work hard to promote public safety. But Louisville Metro and LMPD have failed to ensure that all employees uphold the constitutional statutory rights of the people of Louisville. Louisville Metro and LMPD have also failed to provide police officers and other employees with the support and resources that they need to do their jobs effectively and lawfully. Our investigation uncovered division training, substandard facilities and equipment, inadequate support for officer mental health and wellness. Police officers already have difficult jobs. These inadequacies have made those jobs even harder and less safe. Our report also describes unlawful law enforcement practices by LMPD patrol officers and by members of a specialized unit that was first called the Viper Unit. The unit was later rebranded as 9th Mobile Division and the Criminal Interdiction. Officers in this specialized unit frequently made pretextual traffic stops in black neighborhoods. Federal and state courts have found that officers in the unit violated residents' Fourth Amendment rights. The report concludes that the unit's activities were part of an overall enforcement approach that resulted in significant and unlawful racial disparities. LMPD's conduct has undermined its public safety mission and strained its relationship with the community it's meant to protect and serve. In an important step toward reform, I am pleased to announce that the city of Louisville has signed an agreement in principle with the Department of Justice. This agreement commits the city and LMPD to work with the Justice Department, the community, police officers, and other stakeholders to address the problems that we have identified. And this agreement commits us to negotiate a legally binding consent decree with an independent monitor. Louisville Metro and LMPD have already instituted a number of changes through the settlement with the family of Brianna Taylor, as well as through other measures. The city enacted a law that prohibits LMPD from seeking no-knock warrants a limited pilot program has started sending behavioral health professionals to certain 911 calls and the city has expanded community-based violence prevention services right now millions of drivers are being robbed by their insurance companies but this is how you can beat the system so i spent prevention services lmvd has also announced plans to revamp its training. For officers' health and wellness, and internal auditing. These effort, efforts are commendable, and we credit Louisville Metro and LMPD for acknowledging that change is necessary. But more must be done. The Justice Department recommends 36 remedial measures that provide a starting framework for changes that are necessary to improve public safety, build community trust, with the Constitution and federal law. To the officers of LMPD, the Justice Department is acutely aware of the integral role that law enforcement officers play in our society and the dangers you face to keep your community safe. So it is imperative that your police department sets you up for success. Your department needs to provide you with clear policies, consistent training that explain constitutional boundaries and responsibilities, you need equipment and facilities that help you meet those responsibilities, and you need supervisors and a chain of command that enables you to achieve the highest standards of your profession. To the people of Louisville, you have shown meaningful engagement on issues of reform. During the investigation, the department met with many community members, including people who had encounters with the police, religious leaders, advocates, criminal defense attorneys, prosecutors, judges, and service providers. I wanna thank you for sharing your experiences with us. We could not have completed this investigation without your contributions. And I ask that you continue to engage with these issues in the months ahead Your involvement is critical to our success. Together, we can make true progress and ensure the durability of reforms. Together, we can ensure that constitutional policing also results in safer communities. Finally, to the career staff of the Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Kentucky, who conducted this investigation. Thank you for your extraordinary hard work, which will make Louisville a better place and a safer place for all of its residents. As I mentioned when I announced the opening of this investigation, the Justice Department is charged with ensuring that the constitutional and federal statutory rights of the people are protected. Congress authorized the Department to conduct pattern of practice investigations to help it fulfill this responsibility. But those investigations and the recommendations that ensue do not only protect individuals' civil rights, they also assist police departments in developing measures to increase transparency and accountability. Those qualities are necessary to building trust between law enforcement and the communities they serve, and community trust is essential to making both communities, and policing safer. The Justice Department looks forward to working with Louisville Metro and LMPD to achieve these ends. I'm now pleased to turn the podium over to Associate Attorney General Benita Gupta.
4: Thank you, Attorney General Garland. I want to thank Mayor Greenberg, Council President Winkler, Interim Chief of Police, Jacqueline. Uh, Villa Villarreal, Louisville Metro and LMPD for their cooperation with the Justice Department's investigation. I also want to thank the outstanding team led by the Civil Rights Division for their tireless efforts on this matter. And I want to especially thank the many, many community members who shared their experiences with our team during the investigation. As the Attorney General announced, our investigation has revealed a pattern of practice of conduct that violates the United States Constitution and federal law. LMPD's ability to serve and protect the people of Louisville has been compromised and the findings are deeply troubling and sobering. But we are committed to working with Louisville on a path forward to constitutional policing and stronger police community trust. And that is why I'm pleased that the justice department and Louisville have entered into an agreement in principle. In that agreement, we commit to negotiating a court enforceable consent decree to ensure sustainable constitutional and effective public safety and emergency response services in Louisville. By entering into this agreement, the city and police department have taken a critical step forward and shown their commitment to moving expeditiously to implement reforms aimed at remedying the problems that we have identified in the investigation. And I want to commend them for taking this step. I also want to acknowledge that Louisville did not wait for us to issue findings to start instituting change. In the wake of Brianna Taylor's tragic and terrible death, the city made changes through its settlement with her family in addition to other measures. The agreement in principle only represents a framework, and in the coming months, we will use the framework to negotiate a comprehensive consent decree with the city that will be filed in federal court. And we will soon be meeting with and reaching out to community members and law enforcement to hear your ideas about the kind of police department and policing you want to see in your community. In negotiating and developing a consent decree we will lean on the lessons we have learned from consent decrees in other cities across the country we have learned and i have seen firsthand that consent decrees can lead to lasting and real change across the country the justice department has worked collaboratively with not only city and police officials but also members of the public who are invested in finding better ways for their cities to meet public safety challenges
2: An urgent message to all people who suffer from high blood sugar. Try this bizarre six-second technique tonight to reverse your...
4: Our approach has led to significant improvements. In Seattle, for example, the Independent Monitor reported a 60% decrease in the use of serious force since 2014. In Albuquerque, the Independent Monitor recently reported serious uses of force dropped by a third from previous years. And in Baltimore, the independent monitor recently found that officers are using force less often. We will apply these lessons in Louisville and the consent decree we negotiate and implement here will address the specific context of the Louisville Metro government and LMPD and this community's needs. The agreement in principle commits us to including mechanisms in the consent decree that will facilitate ongoing participation of community members as well as police officers in the implementation of reform We need this entire community to help us craft solutions that will result in real and lasting change in Louisville. The agreement in principle also commits us to selecting a third party independent monitor who will assist the court and parties in determining whether a consent decree is being implemented. In 2021, I reviewed the department's use of monitors in these contexts and recommended, and the attorney general agreed to, actions that ensure that policing consent decrees minimize costs, enhance transparency, involve voices from the community and move a community as efficiently as possible to lasting change that we all desire and that the people of Louisville deserve. As we, know, as we move forward, we know that we can achieve constitutional policing only by using every available tool. In that vein, just this morning, the Justice Department's Office of Community Oriented Policing Services announced that it will produce a guide for police chiefs and mayors across the country to help them assess the appropriateness of the use of specialized units, like the unit formerly known as the VIPER unit here in Louisville, as well as how to ensure necessary management, oversight and accountability of such units. The Justice Department also supports co-responder and community responder models that pair law enforcement and behavioral health professionals to attend to people experiencing a crisis, which will free up law enforcement officers to address more serious violent offenses and save lives. These resources will be available to LMPD as they are to police agencies across the nation. To the men and women of the LMPD, we recognize the many challenges faced by police officers in Louisville and in communities across the country. And we know that police officers every day risk their lives in the line of duty. And we know also that you need the public's trust to do your jobs effectively and to keep communities safe. To the people of louisville whether here or around the country police reform won't happen overnight or by chance it will take time along with focused effort and sustained commitment in communities across america even in communities where that trust has been broken we have seen transformative reform rebuild relationships advance public safety and bring us closer to the nation's promise of justice and equality under the law and in the months ahead because of the proactive leadership in the city. Because of the energy and vibrancy of this community, and because of the police department's commitment for reform, together we can shape the same progress right here in Louisville. Together we can build a stronger Louisville, a Louisville that protects the safety, rights, and dignity of all. I will now turn things over to Assistant Attorney General.
1: All right, if you are just joining us here on Live Now from Fox, you are listening into this live news conference underway with the Department of Justice. They have determined that local police have engaged in a pattern of violating constitutional rights following an investigation that was prompted by the fatal police shooting of Breonna Taylor. The announcement made moments ago here by Attorney General Merrick Garland A Justice Department report found the Louisville-Jefferson County metro government and Louisville police quote, engage in a pattern or practice of conduct that deprives people of their rights under the Constitution and federal law.
0: For the day when the books will be open and bright. When the Lord will call out his people and our wrongs will be made right. Oh, the day the books are open, we will stand and give him praise for the mercy of our forgiveness and his endless endless grace
3: 1331 is a verse from the New Testament that speaks to the enduring nature of God's Word and His promises. Here are several possible exegeses of this verse. 1. The unchanging nature of God's Word. The phrase, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away, emphasizes the unchanging nature of God's Word. While everything in this world is subject to change and decay, God's promises and principles remain steadfast and reliable. This provides believers with a sense of security and stability, knowing that their faith is founded on something that will endure forever. 2. The fulfillment of prophecy. The Gospel of Mark was likely written after the destruction of the second temple in Jerusalem, which was a pivotal event in Jewish history. The phrase, heaven and earth will pass away, may be a reference to the destruction of the temple, which was seen as a cataclysmic event by the Jewish people. The fact that Jesus' words still ring true after this event is a powerful testament to His prophetic insight and divine authority. 3. The eternal nature of God's kingdom. The idea that, my words will never pass away, suggests that the promises of God's kingdom extend beyond this world and into eternity. This is a comforting thought for believers, who can look forward to a future of endless joy and peace in the presence of their Creator. Additionally, it emphasizes the fact that the values and principles of God's kingdom are eternal and relevant in every age. 4. The authority of Jesus The fact that Jesus speaks these words illustrates His authority over all of creation. As the Son of God, He has the power to speak words that will endure forever, and His authority extends beyond this earthly realm. This emphasizes the importance of submitting to His teachings and following Him as Lord and Savior. In conclusion, Mark thirteen thirty one is a verse that speaks to the enduring nature of God's promises and the authority of Jesus as the Son of God. By placing our faith in His unchanging word, we can find security and stability amidst the challenges and uncertainties of this world. Additionally, we can look forward to a future in which His kingdom reigns forever and ever.